keep saying we uh this is a one woman podcast most of the time i do not have a guest uh it's been three weeks where have i been do you ask um out in the wild streets of los angeles um in my office you know where i work during the day full i have a full-time job Uh, I know that's shocking that I do not make a living exclusively off of my art, (laughs) but that's the way it is, okay? I have a day job. I go to my day job five days a week. We're doing it, okay? I'm living. I'm surviving. Am I thriving? No, not really. Honestly, the last three weeks have been dark, (laughs) (laughs) they've been dark. Okay. Am I going through a depression spell? An episode, if you will? Uh, Not entirely sure. Um, I don't get as depressed as I used to. Um, I'm taking an antidepressant. I think it it works. It generally works. Um, But I've been really sad the last few weeks which is why I haven't recorded. <laughs> I, did, I Last week I wanted to put out something, but I was just like crying in bed alone, you know, and crying out to God, having an existential crisis, you know, typical um, privileged white woman shit that I do. Half white woman. I want to be clear that I am mixed, uh, which a lot of people don't get, you know, and that's fine. Um, they don't need to get anything, but (laughs) I'm back. I'm here. I've been, you know, as I said, on the streets of Los Angeles, uh, one of my favorite pastimes is crying in my car on the streets of Los Angeles. I cry in all of the great streets, you know, you cry on La Brea, you cry on Melrose, Sunset, Fairfax, Olympic, Pico, you know, all of the nice big long ones. So you can have a nice long cry. I like when where Vine turns into Rossmore, you know, it's nice to have a cry on Rossmore, especially at night because it's pretty dark and no one's going to be able to see you. <laughs> I don't know why it matters if it's dark. I cry in my car during the day. I, I really, I cry in my car on the way to work a lot. I, I um, I'll put on sad music and just cry. This is what you have to look forward to if you're moving to Los Angeles. See, you know, I always have like, you know, people message me and they're like, Heather, I'm, I'm thinking about moving to Los Angeles. And I, and I say, 
I say, oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. I mean, you have to be, you have to like, and, and I'm not trying to like, um, say anything gendered really, but you really, you need to have balls of steel, honestly. A uterus of steel if you're a woman balls of steel if you're a man i mean this is not an easy city to live in i'm in the kit i walked to the kitchen with my recorder because i'm getting a uh a la colombe uh triple shot draft latte it's 11 p.m i'm, I'm going to have half of this <laughs> latte and i'm gonna put it back in the fridge and i'll have the other half in the morning so yeah, so when people, you know, message me, not bragging that I have people who reach out to me, but when they message me and, and they say, Heather, I'm thinking about moving to Los Angeles. I'm, I'm like, wow, 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 wow. I mean, the first thing I do is I judge them in my mind. I don't voice what I'm judging them on, but it really does take like a certain constitution to live in Los Angeles. Um this is a depressing place to live because it's so isolated. I mean, everybody's in their car. Uh, people don't end up being as social as they do in other cities because the traffic's so fucking bad that everyone just wants to go home after work and stay inside. That's why LA, like when you're driving around at night, I mean, there's not really a lot of people out unless it's going to be like... I don't know, like a holiday weekend or I don't know, whatever. I mean, the bars are popping usually like on Thursday. Tonight's Thursday. I bet the Virgil is going off right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, this isn't for everyone. I mean, I've made it here six years. It was my uh, sixth anniversary of moving here on August 15th. So I did it. I'm still here. I live alone in my luxurious studio apartment. Uh, I have somewhat of a career. I mean, I think I'm, I'm doing fine. You know, uh, you know, there's always something that could be desired by anyone. Hold on one second. I need to open this latte. This is not going as planned. Um, hold on just one moment. Uh, we're having a technical difficulty. <laughs> okay. I don't know if you heard that, but it, it was a nice, a nice pop. See, this podcast is not sponsored by anyone, but if it were to be sponsored by someone, it, I would choose La Colombe coffee. Foamy nitrous infused milk plus cold brew. That's how you know you're mentally unwell is when you're about to drink a cold brew after 11 p.m. at night. It's fine. I've made my peace with that part of myself. Um, yeah. So when people tell me, Heather, I want to move to Los Angeles, I'm like, oh boy, like, do you like crying in your car? Do you uh, like not being able to find a sane life partner? I mean, there's, 
<laughs> I mean, I'm not trying to like generalize the city, but you've heard you've heard my struggles, okay, with dating and relationships here. I've dated a few guys here. I mean, one of them was pure evil, you know, just pure evil garbage who, I mean, he doesn't deserve to live. We don't need to get into all of that. Then there was, an, you know, another guy I dated who was, I mean, he was fine until we broke up and then he got all crazy because I told him not to call me. He didn't like that. That's that's a control issue. That's what we call control issues in uh, psychology. <laughs> I act like I'm a psychologist because I have 19 years of experience receiving talk therapy. I I might as well just go get a PhD. I don't know. Whatever. Um my point is is that if you're if you're going to move to LA, you're going to be crying in your car a lot and that's fine. Okay? It's fine to cry in your car. Don't worry about it. Now on to the important things. Um, I did shrooms. I ate. Do you do shrooms or do you eat shrooms? I mean, I mean, I ate them. I well, we drank them. We made a tea. We went to a uh, a cabin in the woods near June Lake, California. Very pretty up there. Uh, literally never heard of it. Um, but my friend rented a place for Labor Day weekend. Uh, I ate the shrooms. I was scared because I'm not really like big into hallucinogenics. I'm, and I'm kind of a control freak. So I like things where I know what's going to happen. Um, but this wasn't as bad as I thought. Like it was actually really interesting. Um, it felt pretty good. I don't know. Um, you definitely like get, I got like some of the visual effects where you could, you know, see things like moving and pulsing so that was really interesting uh didn't really have any revelations um well I did one I had one I saw a picture of a guy I like that (laughs) was described to me by a psychic in 2017 which was really weird I I don't even know how to explain it but in 2017 I had a reading where this woman was telling me about a guy and she described him physically. And this photo I saw described what she was seeing. So did she see me looking at the picture in 2019 all the way from 2017? God knows. I mean, I think she's a medium. I don't think I, I, I don't like saying psychic, Really? Because that's not a thing. Like, psychic implies that you can read someone's mind, and that's not possible. You know? I mean, I I have to give accurate information about this. So I'm pretty sure she's a medium. But, um, yeah, that was really interesting. So that's something that happened when I was on shrooms. Um, also, like, I just kind of felt, like, really peaceful. And I kind of just accepted the fact <laughs> that... You know, I was sad and it's okay to be sad. And that shit happens. And that's life. I mean, I, you know, I kind of really, I figured out years ago, because people are always like, what's the point of life? What's the point of life? Because I think, you know, in our society, we focus so much on, you know, trying to be rich, uh, trying to have a nice house, or even like, I mean, I don't know, do people buy houses anymore? whatever. I just, my friend texted me this article 
uh, today about, you know, celebrities who were hypocrites. Like, they, you know, they'll, like, speak out about climate change, but they're, like, on yachts all the time or, like, uh, flying private planes. (laughs) And Leonardo DiCaprio does that a lot. Like, he... He's such a hypocrite. I Listen, I know he's not going to listen to this, but let's be honest. Like, when you've been famous since, well, he wasn't really famous from Growing Pains, but I remember seeing him on Growing Pains, where he was his character's name Luke. I forgot. Anyway, right into the pod. Let me know. Was it Luke on Growing Pains? Is that who he played? (laughs) Um, Yeah, but I mean, I guess he's been famous, famous since uh titanic so you know since then like nobody has ever said no to him like famous people they just everybody's just like yes like anything you want they'll do it it's crazy so whatever uh yeah I, i would i go on a yacht yeah if i was invited i would go on a yacht you know i kind of do envision myself as being like a bitch who belongs on a boat, you know, like with a large hat, a large wide brimmed hat, you know, a nice, um, ruched one piece suit, um, someone bringing me a large tray of fruits and seafood. I guess I'm imagining Goldie Hawn and Overboard. I see myself as that. When can I be that? Except, you know, if I was, like, like filthy, stupid rich, I don't know. Like, ugh, I, I don't think I could yacht all the time. It's, it is bad for the environment. Lots of uh, carbon emissions. So, uh, breaking news. Uh, I'm, I'm <laughs> I think I'm going to retire from dating. I, and, I mean, this shouldn't come as a shock. Um, it's been bad for me. Uh, lately, I think I'm going to delete all of the apps. I think this is part of the problem I have. I think the apps are bad. I've met exactly zero men from apps. Nothing has worked out. Uh, and my last interaction with a man on an app, I think is what sent me over the edge. Um, in addition to the fact that I'm being ghosted <laughs> again, I'm being ghosted again. Except, you know, the guy who's ghosting me, I bet he thinks he's, he, he isn't ghosting me. I don't know. Like, people are wild. Um, like, he probably thinks, like, oh, he's just, like, not talking to me because he's in a mood or whatever, but I, he's straight up ghosting me. Um, so yeah, I was talking to a guy on Hinge, and the red flag started right away. Now, in the past, I didn't really look for red flags because I had no experience. But now, you know, I, I'm I'm a lady with experience and I see red flags. And this guy, the first red flag I saw <laughs> when we were talking is that he immediately tells me what his top three interests are. As if I care, first of all. <laughs> and it's just like a weird thing to volunteer as information. Like, I don't think people... And, and even like... Who has, like, these are the exact top three things I'm interested in. There's nothing else I care about. This is it. You know, that's what he made it sound like. So he said he said his top three interests were basketball, 
film and Disney. And of course, Disney is a red flag in itself. But why are you even telling me this to begin with? And this guy, like, he seemed like so, his game was so fucking bad. It was so bad. I'm so glad I screenshotted the entire conversation. Uh, I'm not going to read read it to you, but it was bad. Uh, <laughs> he was just, like, all over the place, you know? And then the crazy thing is, is, like, I didn't say anything about him liking Disney and how wildly strange and inappropriate that is. Like, I think that adults who love Disney, I mean, these are, like... You know, these are the people we should be sending to Mars. Like, when NASA... Finally, it's like, okay, we're going to we're going to try to have a colony on Mars. I mean, it's not going to happen. But, you know, when people do go to Mars, they're going to die. Right. Like, I mean, there's no way there's no way that's going to work. <laughs> so we need to send like the worst people from our society. I mean, we're going to treat it like we should treat it like, you know, how like the British used to send, you know, criminals down to Australia to serve out sentences there we're gonna send we should send people who love disney adults who love disney to mars because we don't need them i don't get it i mean i really i i i cannot grasp this i don't understand i mean yeah some of the movies are good you know i like a, a cute disney movie but it's not it's not ever going to be in my top three interests it's not it's not even like top top 50 it doesn't even make the top 100 probably <laughs> it's so crazy and he he was like oh i'm i'm really into disney history and the in the parks and you know i would you know help uh work at the park when they open an old ride again and i was just like what the what the fuck like do you have money like what are you offering me? Are you rich? Like, what is this relationship going to be? And I feel, listen, listen, folks, I'm not shallow. I'm not a shallow woman. Okay. You should see some of the men I've dated. I'm Well, I mean, most of them have been good looking, you know, but there's a couple in there where it's like, I wasn't, I didn't care about their looks. You know, I didn't care that they were broke. I didn't care that they had a drinking problem. But guess what? Uh, in 2019, Heather Murley has self-esteem. Okay. So, yeah, I would like a guy with some a little cash. You know, good looking, takes care of himself. Uh, preferably is in therapy. <laughs> or has been to therapy, at least. You know, I'm, I'm really tired of uh, dealing with guys who can't express themselves emotionally it's it's gotten to the point where I'm like I'm suffering for two people constantly it seems like you know um I'm getting off topic but this guy this Disney guy who thinks that it's did he think I was going to find this fascinating that he likes Disney I mean, and I kept trying to tell him that, you know, I'm not really what you think I am. Like, cause like, yeah, I'm like a pretty girl. You see that in my pictures, but I'm not going to be this obedient, happy little woman. 
you know, um, that's just not who I am. I talk back. I'm loud. I'm brash. I have a fucking sick sense of humor, you know, like dark humor. Um, fucked up things make me laugh, you know, and, and this guy was just so fucking square. I couldn't handle it. And also like, he told me that he talks to his parents every day I don't understand that. Like, I mean, like I have, I have nothing to say to my parents for months at a time. You know, he's like, I see my parents twice a week. I'm like, for what? Why do you need to go see them twice a week? It's like so crazy to me. I mean, I want a guy who's close with his family and has a good relationship with his parents, but going to see your parents twice a week when you live in LA is like wild. I mean, he lives in LA. He's in the valley, but uh, that was just like strange to me. I don't know. And then, and then, um, you know, he was asking me stuff that I was into. And I casually mentioned that I was going to see John Mayer. This was uh, last weekend. I saw John Mayer Saturday, September 14th. And, um, you know, he made fun of me for liking John Mayer and I said fucking nothing about him liking Disney and I think that's rude as fuck okay I mean it just it kind of like that was a red flag because to me it kind of showed like some type of like control issue or some type of superiority issue um yeah because he, and he he was like, uh, oh well, I'm still willing to go out with you even with that information. It's like, hello, John Mayer is one of the greatest living guitarists. Okay, sorry, he's not a fucking Disney movie. Sorry, he's not gonna. There's not gonna be an animated movie in the background of his concert, or like, he's not going to break into spontaneous song about like being in love with a hunchback sorry sorry he plays real fucking music you know it's not songs sung by birds and mice in the morning when they get up to make a dress for cinderella they call her cinderella in the <laughs> cinderella cinderella i do like gus gus in cinderella i he's the fat mouse you know, and they put the little, they put a t-shirt on him and it, it looks like a crop top. <laughs> That's how I look at a crop top. I'm like, ugh, can't wear this. I mean, I think if my, my natural waist was more narrow, I would wear a crop top, but I, I don't want to wear a crop top. God, they're not for me. Some, some women just don't want to wear them. Men wear crop tops. I mean, whatever. Crop tops are gender neutral, I guess. Back to my point. My point is, is that this guy had the fucking nerve to insult one of the greatest living musical artists we have when I said I was interested in this person's music. Now, I don't, I don't tolerate that. I don't, like, I could tell right away you're an asshole if you're deriding my interests and then, you know, we started talking a little bit. I, I, I tried to introduce a little astrology talk. You know, you gotta, you gotta bring it, you gotta sort of imply the things you're into. 
You know, I, of course, I'm a very woo person. Woo! I'm a woo person. You know, I have some incense burning right now. I'm looking at my candle altar. I have a nice chunk of rose quartz on the corner of the altar. You get my drift. Anyway, so he, I asked him what his sign was. And he said, Gemini. And yes, I paused just like that. <laughs> and he goes, what does that mean for us? I mean, first of all, us? Ugh, like, you sound so fucking gross. And and I'm like, oof. You know, like, I don't want to date a Gemini. I mean, Geminis, we all know what's wrong with them. But he, he, he was like, oh, so you're like into that stuff. And I was like, stuff. I was like, astrology is an ancient practice that has been around for millennia. And he was just like, Diz Bambi. I don't know what the fuck he said. It doesn't matter. I hated him so much. And then I told him. This is another red flag. I literally told him I'm deeply in love with another man. (laughs) I mean, which isn't like far off from the truth. Like there's somebody I really, really like. I'm not like, you know, in love with him, but I just wanted to like, I I was trying to get this guy to leave me alone. I, I, I was like, yeah, I like, I love someone else. And he likes, he was like, oh, you shouldn't do that. I was like, what? He's like, don't do things that cause you stress. That was the dumbest thing he said. He said, don't do things that cause you stress. I mean, if, if anyone followed that advice, then, oh, wow, life would be so easy, wouldn't it? Like this guy, I could, he just has no, no, no experience, no passion. I mean, and the kicker, I I went to his Instagram for entire posts one of the pictures he was tagged in, uh, he was sitting at a, a dinner table and underneath the table, you could see his feet. And yes, folks, he was wearing sandals. And that is the least forgivable thing of them all. Um, also, I brought up the simulation. I, I asked, what do you think of the simulation? <laughs> and he was like, uh... Is that like the Matrix? Is that like the Matrix, he said. And I said, kind of. Not really. And he was like, I only believe in the things that I see and feel. And that's when I unmatched him. No. <laughs> honestly, like, I want, I want a guy who's, like, open-minded. So, like, honestly, if a guy... I'm talking to can't have a conversation about the possibility of the simulation being real, then I don't want to fuck him. Am I being unreasonable? No, no simulation, no stimulation. How about that, folks? So, Disney guy, I wish you well. I hope you find... The Disney princess of your dreams somewhere in the valley. That's another thing. I I don't want to date you if you live in the valley. I don't go there. I mean, I I only go there. It's for comedy. I hate it there so much. It's it's hot. It's way hotter in the valley than it is in, in L.A. proper. 
and it's like ugly no shade i mean it's oh it's flat and ugly there's so many taco bells i like i just don't want to go there i don't want to go to the valley i don't want to go to the valley anyway that's my life i'm i'm gonna delete all of the apps i deleted tinder last night i don't even use tinder i've never met anyone off an app ever it's like the the pickings are so fucking slim i i just can't even explain i like i did an episode of the podcast with charles disney talking about this and it seems like the choices on the apps have gotten worse i don't know what the fuck is happening but it's it's not good out there um oof. I saw some movies. I saw Hustlers, you know, with uh, Jennifer Lopez, who is now officially 50 years old. Um, I didn't like it. I didn't think this was a good movie. I think that Rotten Tomatoes is out of control. I think um, because really good movies are so few and far between right now, uh, people just will like anything if it's okay. They'll love it. I think this got like a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes, and I would say it's not very good at all. Um, It was very, uh, it's not what you think. I mean, from the trailer, you think it's going to be this like, kind of like heisty, like sexy, like super like bouncy, like crazy movie and it wasn't okay so it got an 88 percent from the critics certified fresh the audience score 67 percent you know the audience is right on this i 67 percent sounds accurate so yeah i saw that it was fine whatever um jennifer lopez i mean I know I'm trying to make it in show business, but really, her best role is still Selena Quintanilla in Selena. Um, And that's it. Uh, Fun fact, uh, Hustlers is based off of, I think it's an article, I think, that was in the cut. It's called like the, it was called like the Hustlers at Scores or something or anyway. So Scores is the strip club in New York in the... It's like in, oh, it's kind of like in meatpacking or no, I guess this would be like West Chelsea. So it's like 28th street, like near uh, the West side highway. But, um, I applied there in 2007 to cocktail in the strip club. And this was when I was like, you know, super young and cute, 20 years old, can't legally drink, you know? Go into the interview. I I think I look cute. All this shit. Whatever. And then I leave. And I could hear this guy who interviewed me. Who was like a creepy old man. Of course. You know. I don't know if he was like the owner or whatever. But I could hear him say like kind of loud. He goes. Why don't any of these girls look like their picture? <laughs> and I was just like damn. And I, I did look like my picture, honestly. I think that was when I brought my, my Michael Tamaro headshot, um, which you can see on my Instagram somewhere. I posted it as a, uh, when people were doing the old headshot. Anyway, 
I did not get hired at scores. But if I had worked at scores at that time, I perhaps would have been a part of the the story of Hustlers. How about that, folks? For a little uh, butterfly effect for you. Um, what else did I see? I, I saw the Linda Ronstadt documentary. Uh, really good. A lot of people don't know who she is. I mean, people who, who are my age don't know who she is, but... Um, she was like very famous, you know, as a singer, um, in the seventies and eighties and she no longer sings. She's retired. She has Parkinson's disease. Um, I guess that's not really a spoiler cause it's a documentary, <laughs> but, um, I thought it was really good. Very moving. You know, it tells the story of, um, her early career and how she started out in LA and, uh, you know, one of the most interesting things I think about her was that, um, she had a backup band and Don Henley was her drummer and they brought in Glenn Fry as a guitarist. So Don Henley and Glenn Fry didn't know each other. This is how they met and they ended up forming the Eagles. Of course, Desperado. I was singing that earlier. <laughs> Desperado is funny. And they actually, Linda sings Desperado in the documentary. They have some footage of that. But um, Desperado is an interesting song because, you know, it's about like a lonely cowboy. And, uh, you know, Don, Don sings this one, you know. And you know how the Eagles take turns, you know, singing lead on the songs. I mean, you would know that if you're an Eagles fan. But um, this one's Don. And I think Desperado, like to me, like the lyrics are so applicable to today like i feel like there's so many like like fuck boy guys in their late 30s early 40s who they're like this lonely cowboy who you know he he wants something better you know like he's out there he what he's he's out riding fences uh there's like a part in the lyrics about like playing cards and like the queen of diamonds is bad but like you should hold on to the queen of hearts you know it's it's like talking about like how you know you've taken love for granted you know and and then the last lines of the song are uh you better let somebody love you better let somebody love you okay i'm probably tone deaf but you get the idea you better let somebody love you before it's too late and quite honestly doesn't that describe every peter pan man in the greater los angeles area in the year of our lord 2019 these men who won't settle down men think they can you know just trade up here you know do get something better whatever they don't want to grow up (laughs) that's why i'm single honestly these men aren't ready. I don't know what's happening. So listen, that's a message to several men I know. Maybe it's a message to every man in the greater Los Angeles area between the ages of 35 and 45 who refuses to settle down and just let somebody love them. That's kind of sad. Like, don't you think where if like, you know, there's someone who just wants to love you and take care of you and and show you show you care trust and respect like you've never experienced it before but no you just want to uh keep riding fences 
until it's too late. <laughs> Desperado. What a good song. Yeah, a few men in my life uh, are desperados. So, you know, that was my week. That was my uh, some things that happened in the last three weeks, folks. Um, didn't really talk about the John Mayer. Con- well, let's talk about the John Mayer concert. Honestly, uh, really good. He played Continuum all the way through in the second half. No opening act. He just played, you know, two sets. Uh, one song that I wanted to hear that he played on the first night in the L.A. concerts was Covered in Rain. If you know John Mayer, you know that that is a live classic that he performs. Just look it up. Look up John Mayer Covered in Rain. I can't even explain it. To you. It's so fucking good. Um, it's on As Is also. As Is from, I think that album is from like 2002. It's a live, it's a live double album. Um, and then he did play, he played Neon Acoustic, which was so fucking good. Um, did I get drunk before the concert? Yes. Did I continue drinking at the concert? Yes. Did I have my first White Claw? Yes. And White Claws are fine. Like, they don't really taste like anything. Um, It does taste like a La Croix, but there's barely any alcohol in it. Um, Yeah, but the John Mayer concert, very good. Very satisfied with that. And no, I'm not sad that Disney guy wasn't there. Um, I wish him well with his sandals. And presumably his large collection of VHS clamshell movies from the Disney vault. Uh, (laughs) You know what I'm talking about. You know, the clamshell case for the videos. Um, Do I have anything exciting coming up? Uh, Oh, I wanted to read this article real quick. So it's called... Because I'm trying to like make myself feel better about my romantic situations. Uh, So it's called, Hey, Where'd You Go? Five Reasons People Ghost. And this was in the Washington Post. And it's from April 11th, 2016. So uh, we all know what ghosting is. So, but here's the reasons they give. Number one, a person might ghost because they're scared of confrontation. Well, isn't that it? <laughs> oh my god. My guess, this is a, this is an expert. Uh, Helen Fisher. Oh, anthropologist. Uh, my guess is the vast majority of people who do the ghosting feel guilty about it. I think they're probably scared of the conversation of why they're going. They're afraid of drama and accusations. They're embarrassed. Well, fuck fuck you. You're embarrassed. You're an asshole. (laughs) You're embarrassed. The person being ghosted is embarrassed. Everyone's embarrassed, I guess. Okay, number two, they sense the other person is dangerous. This is the only reason I've ever ghosted is... I've ghosted guys because they made me feel extremely unsafe. 
And I don't want to go into details on that, but I've only ever ghosted two guys and I had to. Um, Number three, they lost track of all their budding relationships. What they're, they're juggling multiple people, folks. You're not the only one out there. They're juggling you. Number four, they want to avoid inflicting pain on someone. That's pretty ironic. Um, Oftentimes what I hear from people is that they feel like they don't want to hurt the other person or that it would be kinder to not say these hurtful things to another person. That's so fucked up. Um, Blah, blah, blah. Some psychologist uh, says she often has clients who want to avoid making someone angry or disappointing them. So they'll do indirect things to avoid that. And ghosting is one of those tactics. Sometimes she sees a certain kind of cluelessness among ghosters. They believe that it's kinder not to engage. If you're on the other side of that, however, quote, it feels like a complete annihilation of your existence. End quote. That's relatable. A complete annihilation of your existence. Wow. Yeah, it's so unpleasant. Uh, And then number five, they're dealing with depression or trauma. I actually believe this is very valid. Uh, Sometimes a depressed person will just withdraw from everybody in their lives. You get paralyzed and you can't act. You get overwhelmed. It's another subset of avoidance, but it more has to do with paralysis. Uh, Cola tells her clients who've been ghosted that, quote, You don't really know what's going on with that other person, end quote, when they disappear. Therefore, quote, you have to take it, you have to not take it as an assault on you, end quote. Uh, Easier said than done, of course. For some, getting ghosted, quote, has a cumulative effect, making them feel bitter and pessimistic, end quote, about dating in general. To withstand the ghosting that is common in online dating, Quote, you have to have a strong sense of self-worth. Some people are very resilient. Well, listen. Uh, Am I resilient? Yeah, I am. But, you know, do people hurt my feelings? Yes. You know, it's okay. Well, you know, that actually those are pretty good, five pretty good reasons. Um... Just don't do it, folks, unless you have to. I, like, I wouldn't do it, like, to hurt some. Oh, my God. I don't even know. I don't know anything anymore, you know. Is is the asteroid coming? I hope so. Um, Do I have shows coming up? Not really. I need, I, <laughs> that's how I'm, I'm like, not really. I had, I had a bunch of shows earlier this month which is part of why I wasn't able to get a pot up you know I was busy so just you know stay tuned follow me on uh, Instagram and Twitter at fixed air Heather uh, take care of yourselves go to therapy uh, mental health blah 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 take your vitamins get some sun go see a movie okay and I'll see you later bye